0: Strongsville Christian Church, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Um, there was a MS he has sent up, me to Lord, heal Facebook. the, the broken hearted and to preach deliverance. Yes. To the Let no man deceive you and recovering of sight by the any means, for the day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Strongsville Christian Church. I'd like to welcome everyone to Strongsville Christian Church. Today's message is behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. I want to tell you that life is, in a way, it's like a movie, if you ever watch a movie, you see um, what the director, there's all these people that are operating behind the scenes, and you watch the movie, you're being showed what was intended for you to, be, for, for you to see. Amen? And sometimes what you see is theatrical, it's romantic, it's entertaining. But, and that's how life is. Life can be romantic. Life can be theatrical. Life can be entertaining. But i want to tell you that there are things that are taking place that is beyond what you see that is behind the scenes and if you ever watch a movie have you ever watched a director's cut or uh a movie and after the end of the movie they show you uh some of the mistakes that take place that are behind the scenes and and you watch it in the movie and you see someone is getting murdered and it's an intense scene and the guy's fighting for his life and fighting to survive But then you watch the behind the scenes and they're like laughing and burping and, you know, mistaking their words. and, And it's supposed to be a serious scene. And see, that's what happens in this life is that there is a lot of things that's taking place behind the scene. And usually whatever you see that is in the natural, it already took place first in the spiritual. And what you're seeing is the after occurrence of what God created Amen. God created the heaven and earth with his words. Amen. And you see, it started in the spirit. You understand that? God said, let there be light. It started in the spirit. God is a spirit. And then afterwards, what you see is light. It is a result of God moving in the spirit. And I want to tell you that God is operating behind the scenes. The devil is too. And we know that. If you've ever heard of the Masonic uh, Temple, the, uh, the masons, third degree masons, you've you heard of the Bilderberg Society, the uh, Trilateral Commission. There's all these secret organizations. There's these uh, secret societies. They're billionaires and trillionaires and they, they're globalists. They get together and they make plans of how the world is gonna operate. All these things are happening behind the scenes and a lot of people, the secret is not so much secret anymore. A lot of people know about these things. They're public knowledge. You can go on Google and you can Google all the different secret societies and you can see the influence that they have on our life. The influence that they have on the stock market, the influence they have on uh, the gas prices, the influence that they have on everything. Everything that we see, there's things that are happening behind the scenes. But on the same sense, God is operating behind the scenes. The Holy Spirit is operating behind the scene. Knowing what is happening behind the scene changes our attitude and our behavior. Now, here's the thing. When you're a Christian and you're being led by God, God might not always tell you exactly what he's up to. He might not tell you exactly what he's going to do, But if you're a Christian, you know, by faith, that whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, any struggle, any battle, any challenge, whatever it is, you know that God is operating behind the scenes. And in this life, it requires faith. You know, not everything in this life is instant gratification. Not everything is instant results. Not everything is instantaneously. God is giving us time and patience to see, do we have faith while we're waiting for him behind the scenes? And when you know that, when you know that he is behind the scenes, it affects your attitude. It affects your behavior. You don't have to act like the rest of the world acts. Because you know that we have an almighty God that sits high and looks down low. We have an almighty, loving God that is all-powerful, that is concerned about the hairs on our head. When you believe that, it will change your attitude. It will change your behavior that no matter what you see, uh, no matter what's going on in the scene, you know that God is there. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12, it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. How many know that there is a spirit of the world? There is a spirit of the world. There is what they call trendy, what is popular. The spirit of the world, they do things based on the scene, whatever's going on in the scene. They do things based on what they see at that moment. But how many of you know that is not the end result of what you see initially? I'm so unimpressed by the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world tells me that it's not gonna rain on my weather app, on my phone. And I'm up on the roof on the word or the spirit of the world telling me it's not gonna rain. I'm up on the roof working on a furnace or air conditioned unit, rooftop and I'm looking on my cell phone and it's telling me there's gonna be no rain. And while I'm looking on my cell phone telling me it's not gonna be no rain, zero, zero percent chance of precipitation. Zero, not even one percent. Absolutely, without a shadow of doubt, will not rain. I'm up on the roof on this information. This is the spirit of the world. And, and lo and behold, as I'm on my phone, gracious that we have, you know, it's not going to rain until tomorrow. And boom, one drop comes from out of nowhere. It must be in my imagination. And then before you know it, all these drops are hitting my cell phone. And I'm on a downpour spout on the roof. And it's raining. I'm soaking wet. I wouldn't have been up there had I known it was going to rain. See, the spirit of the world, they can't even predict the weather. They don't know the left from the right. But God does. You have a better chance of opening the door and sticking your head outside and saying it's going to rain when it's raining than trusting the spirit of the world. Amen. They will sometimes unintentionally mislead you. And many times, unfortunately, they have the love. See, the spirit of the world has the love of money. And through the love of money, unfortunately, we can't trust everything that they're trying to uh, recommend. Amen? Because when there's money involved, sometimes there's dishonesty involved. The Bible says, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. In other words, what the Bible is telling us is that we have to know that there is something taking place. Behind the scenes, there's always something taking place behind the scenes. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Do you see that? The natural man, in other words, the carnal-minded man, the worldly man, the man that has the spirit of the world, they don't understand why we read our Bible. They don't understand why we come together in the name of Jesus. They don't understand why we lift up holy hands. They don't understand why we praise God. They don't understand why we come to church. They don't understand why we do the things that we do. It doesn't make sense. And sometimes if you know that someone is not saved, and they're not born again, and you try to share the things of God with them, they reject it because they still have that Worldly spirit, and it doesn't make any sense with them. See, we're not here by logic, we're here by faith, we're here by the Holy Spirit, we're here in obedience to God's word. It says, for they are foolish unto him. So don't be shocked, folks, when you share about church, when you share about the things of Jesus, when you share about the gospel, when you share that Jesus is coming back, when you share that there's gonna be a hell that is hungry for souls. A hungry hell is opening daily, and it's hungry. It wants as many souls as possible. When you share these things and people laugh and they scorn and they mock, you have to know that the Bible says that they're foolish unto them. But don't be discouraged because God is operating behind the scenes. It says neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I love spiritual discernment so much I preached a whole sermon on it. Spiritual discernment is awesome. When, when I was a baby Christian, when I was a new believer, God would show me things that it would be virtually impossible for me to know unless God showed them to me. The spirit of discernment, when it comes upon you, you can know things that are so accurate and so detailed. Not like a fortune teller. not like psychic not like a palm reader not like a wizard but through the power of the holy spirit demonstrating that god is real that he is operating behind the scenes there was a time i was working at donut connection making minimum wage and i worked third shift and a guy came in and as soon as he came in through discernment god showed me that the man was in a mental institution and even even gave me the year that he was in the mental institution. And I wrote it down on a piece of paper where he couldn't see it. I wrote down that he was in a mental institution, and I wrote the, na- uh, the year down, and I flipped it over, and then I asked him, and I didn't, I'd never seen this guy in my life. And when God spoke to me, he, it was just an experience of me just knowing the information without knowing how I knew it. I just knew it. It just came to me. It was a thought. But there was a confidence behind that thought that God was working behind the scene. And the guy comes in and I tell him, I said, you were in a mental institution, weren't you? That's a weird thing to say to someone that you don't know. And he should have been offended. But instead he said, yes, I was. And I said, you were in the mental institution in this year. I can't remember what the year was. I said, you were in the mental institution in this year. And he said, yes, I was. And I flipped over the piece of paper and I said, do you know how I did that? He said, no. I said, there's a living God. There is the God of the Bible who gives us discernment to show us things that we could not know on our own. And right there and then, I started sharing the gospel to a complete stranger that I never wanted to, never cared to, didn't feel like doing it. I was there to make coffee and donuts. But God opened up that door on third shift at 2 in the morning. You see, God is always operating behind the scenes. And behind that scene, there was probably a grandma that was praying for him. There was probably some family members that loved him that was praying that he would know that God is real. I come to tell you that things like that take place all the time. You just might not know about it. You might not be aware of it, but God is always operating behind the scenes. We know bad news doesn't mean bad results. When God is working behind the scene, amen, there's going to come time in your life, you might not be there today, and I don't want to prophesy tomorrow, but there's going to come a time the way life is is ups and downs. You have a good day, you have a bad day. You get good reports, you get bad reports. People are born, people die. People prosper, people go through poverty. There's gain and there's loss. That's just life. It's not personal. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. But I want to tell you today that when you receive bad reports as a child of God, As a child of God, when you receive bad reports, that doesn't mean you're going to receive a bad resort, a bad result. Amen? When God is working behind the scenes. I think sometimes God purposely lets us get bad reports. He purposely wants to see How are we going to react when we get that bad report? Your faith in God, it can't be tested when you win the lottery. That doesn't test your faith. When you receive a brand new car, when you get an inheritance, your rich uncle, thank God for rich uncles, when you receive an inheritance of $100,000, that doesn't check, doesn't check where you're at spiritually. It's not the gauge of where you're at. It doesn't prove your relationship with Jesus. But when you hear that bad rapport, that's going to test your faith. Amen? 2 Chronicles 21, it says, After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and with some of the me-unites, a came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazon, Temer, that is in Gideon. This is a bad report. That Jehoshaphat received. Right? Here's the thing. In today's day in 2021. We're already rattled. If someone doesn't like one of our posts on Facebook. If someone leaves a negative comment. We're ready to shut down. If someone doesn't greet us in church. Or something doesn't go our way. If the the toast gets burnt. We're ready to give up. If we have just one person talking about us like a dog, it changes our attitude, changes our behavior. If we knew, just let's, let's put, it, put it this way. What if you knew there was just one person who was determined to kill you? How would that affect the way you sleep? If you knew there was one single person that had a weapon that was determined to take your life, how would that affect your joy? How would that affect your peace? How would that affect you worshiping the Lord in church? If you knew that while you're worshiping the Lord, that could be your last breath, that that person that was out to get you could come from behind at any time, Jehoshaphat had an army of people wanting to kill him, putting things in perspective. And the Bible says, not just an army, but a vast army, which means an enormous army. Hundreds of thousands of soldiers that wanted to take his life. And not only was it one group of people, it was multiple people conspiring together in unity to take out Jehoshaphat. you ever have one person come against you and they weren't just satisfied that they were against you, they had to recruit other people. They had to go out and uh, recruit other people to come against you as well. This is what Jehoshaphat was dealing with. No matter how bad things look, we are called to praise, not panic amen no matter how bad things look we are called to praise not panic folks when we come together before we get into the word we worship god we praise god we lift up hold the bible says lift up holy hands we're not just doing that to pretend to be spiritual we're doing that because the bible says lift up holy hands If if you ever have a warrant out for your arrest, and the police come for you, the first thing that they're going to do is tell you to put your hands up. Amen? Because they want to make sure that you're not going to fight back. They want to make sure that you don't have any weapon in your hand, that you're not going to resist, that you're going to peacefully surrender, so they tell you to put your hands up in the air. Show me your hands. Put your hands in the air. Are you done fighting? Are you done resisting? Put your hands up. Because someone that's not ready to submit or uh, uh, surrender themselves, they're not putting their hands up. They'll pull out a gun, pull out a weapon, because they're not done yet fighting. But when you've given up and you're done fighting, you're done resisting, you'll put your hands up in the air because you don't want no trouble. You see, we need to do the same thing in the house of God. We don't want no trouble. I'm done fighting. I'm done resisting. I'm yours, Lord. I give myself over to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I'm a vessel who is no longer resisting. I've given my life over to you, God. I know that no matter what's happening in my life, good, bad, or the ugly, I know that you're behind the scenes. I know that Romans 8, 28 says all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. Why? Because he's operating behind the scenes. It don't matter how bad it looks, how ugly it looks, how many armies are coming against you, how many people conspired against you, how many people hate you, how many people want to destroy you, God is still in control. He's still going to have the last word. I come to tell you that there's something happening behind the scenes right now. Behind the scenes. And for that, you're entitled to peace and joy. Second Chronicles 30, excuse me, 23, chapter 20, verses 3. It says, alarmed. How many would be alarmed if you found out there was an army after you? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm alarmed if someone leaves a negative comment on Facebook. I'm like, man, who is this demon? I cast the devil out. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Uh, Delete block. Oh, man, they're a church pirate. They're a time vampire. Alarm Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. See, I learned it is true that when we go through trouble, when we go through problems, when we go through battles, we run to church. We run to church. And we start inquiring of the Lord. Amen. God can put you in a situation where it humbles you, where the weight of the problem brings you to your knees, where the pain and the pressure and the stress will bring you to your knees. It says, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah, and the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Amen. This is what we're doing, that when we come together in the name of Jesus, God is moving on our behalf behind the scenes. Amen. It's nothing new. God is still doing that. He takes pleasure when we come together in his name. Amen. And he's going to operate behind the scenes. It says, Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. In 2 Chronicles 25, it says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple That's why I like where our church is at. Our church is on Temple Drive. 19132 in particular, Temple Drive in Strongsville, Ohio. And it says that at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule all over the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand. No one can withstand you. You see that? So here's the thing. When we come together in the name of Jesus, when we come to church, do we come to church to cry, to whine, complain, and and glorify our enemies? Do we come to church to magnify the people that are against us? Do we come to church to magnify the problem, magnify the stress, magnify the sickness, magnify the disease, magnify the oppression, or do we come to magnify the Lord? Look at what Jehoshaphat, he stood up in front of the congregation and he glorified God in front of everyone. He didn't have to. He could have said, look, folks, every man for himself, it's time to get out of Dodge, get your bug out bag and prepare to flee. And every man for himself, women and children alone, get out of here. They could could have done that. He had a vast army. Coming against them, He didn't do that. He said, power and might are in your hands, and no one could withstand you. You see, when you know that he's operating behind the scenes, you it doesn't matter how many armies come against you. It doesn't matter how powerful the enemy is. It doesn't matter what's going on. You will still declare the words of the Lord. And this is what God is calling us to do in 2021. I know that there's a communist agenda taking place. I know that the Antichrist is proud. I know he is. I know he's bold. But we need to be bolder. And still declare that God's mighty hand can easily stop anything the devil can do. His hands are still mighty. And no one can stop God. Understand this, God allows the devil to operate. Amen. And in the devil operating, there is going to be real oppression. There's going to be a squeezing. There's going to be a squeezing. And it is in that squeeze that we're going to find out what's coming out. See, it is in these times that we really found out who was made of what. Some churches throughout this last year, they got squeezed. And we got to see what was really inside of that congregation. When it got squeezed properly, did faith come out or did fear come out? When it got squeezed properly, did joy come out? Did peace come out? Did praise come out? Or did panic come out and fear come out and did the flesh come out? Did worry come out? Did depression come out? You see, the pressure is gonna show what's in the middle. Anyone ever had a chocolate eclair? From Donutland on Pearl Road? Oh yeah. If you have a chocolate eclair, you appreciate. What's on the scene, on the outside, is that, that fudge layer of chocolate on the top of it. You see it. Everyone sees it. But you don't see what's on the inside, which is really the most important feature, is that custard on the inside. And you don't get to the custard until you squeeze that eclair to see what's coming out. Because sometimes if you made the wrong choice, you got one that has frosting in it. Instead of custard. And you don't know by looking at the fudge. It's misleading sometimes. But when you squeeze it, out comes that good custard. And makes everything alright. See, God wants custard to come out of us. Amen? There should be honey and praise that comes out. No matter how much we get squeezed, let the good stuff come out of you. Amen? Because God is behind the scene. Amen? Amen. Never think for a second. Never think for a second that God is sitting on his mighty throne. He's up in heaven looking down, wondering, oh, man. Communism is trying to take over America. The Antichrist is rising up. People don't want to go to church. they got uh, uh, drag queens in the library and tr- you, God is not sitting up in heaven on his throne stressed out about what the devil's doing. The, God you know what? The Bible says that there is a laughter of the wicked, Amen. There is a laughter. you ever hear a person laugh and their laugh sounded evil? like a wicked laughter, God has a laughter. He, he laughs at the wisdom of man. He laughs at the devil. God is not worried about anything that the devil's doing. You, you understand? I know that he's behind the scenes. That's why I'm not worried about nothing. Amen. Not nothing. And don't think because I'm not worried about nothing that that means I'm ignorant about what's happening. I'm not ignorant. I am very well informed. I don't know everything. I'll never know everything. I'm not informed about everything. But I'm informed enough to know that people are suicidal. I'm informed enough to know that people are stressed out. And I know why. But I know that God is still behind the scenes. We have a covenant through Jesus To restore us and rescue us from all works of the enemy. Understand the word covenant means a contract. And God is not like man where he signs a contract and doesn't honor it. And you got to take him to court and sue him and force him to honor the contract. God doesn't do like man does. When God signs a contract, it is done. No devil in hell, no horde of demons, no darkness, no antichrist, no wicked spirits will break that covenant. The Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God. You understand that? When God has claimed you as his child, I'm not saying that you can't break that covenant and you can't run away and you can't rebel against God. You can can do all those things. Amen. But I'm saying that when God has given you a covenant, amen, you can count it as done. Amen. You don't have to worry about what the devil's doing. You are God's child. You are claimed by him, and he's behind the scenes. Amen. 2 Chronicles 27, it says, Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people? israel and give it forever to the descendants of abraham your friend now the reason why jehoshaphat brought abraham into this picture is because he knew that God gave a covenant with Abraham. That's why the Jewish people, when they pray, they say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, because that is a covenant promise. We are not God's chosen people as far as being Jewish. We are engrafted into the Jewish family through Christ. And God has adopted us, and we are sons and daughters of the Most High Through Jesus, that is our covenant, a blood covenant from the cross. And when we know that we have that blood covenant from the cross, just like Abraham did, we know that God can restore us from all the works of the enemy. You see, the devil is fighting 24-7 to try to get you to forget about your covenant. You see, this is what takes place in political arenas all the time is to try to do things and get us to forget about the Constitution. To try to get us to forget about the Bill of Rights. See, we already have an agreement of which this country was founded on of the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, that we have amendments, that we have a right of free speech. We have a right to gather together in the name of Jesus. But the devil is going to fight tooth and nail to try to get us, to intimidate us, to get us to agree to forget about that covenant. And I come to tell you today that God is working behind the scenes. I like Jehoshaphat in this situation here. It says, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built it a sanctuary for your name, saying If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword or judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name. And we will cry out to you in our distress, And you will hear us and save us. Has that God changed at all in 2021? I'm still doing the same thing. I don't care what laws are passed. I don't care what devil does what. I'm still going to declare in his temple, his covenant that he gave me through Jesus, no matter what happens. Because I know he will deliver us. He will save us. And it's our right in God to declare such things. God would never tell us to have mercy on our enemies unless he already had a divine plan. Amen. There are times where God will give us the upper hand, and we have the power, we have the authority to destroy our enemies. And then God will tell us, no, have mercy on them. And God will never tell us to have mercy on someone who's going to come back and destroy us and sometimes that is the spirit of the world is that they don't want to have mercy on one another because they're afraid that the person will come back and destroy them so they want to take them out for the good but God sometimes says bless your enemies love them who despitefully use you and curse you see you can't do that if you don't know that he's behind the scenes You can't do that if you don't know that he's operating, but you can if you do. 2 Chronicles 20.10, it says, But now here are men from Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade, when they came from Egypt, so they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. In other words, they're reminding God of the time that these same people that are rising up against them, these same people that are coming against them to destroy them, they could have killed them and they wouldn't have been in that situation. But God said, no, don't destroy them have mercy on them, and because they did it, they rose up against Jehoshaphat to destroy them. You ever have mercy on someone? Have you ever forgiven someone? Have you ever showed grace and tenderness to someone, and they used that as leverage and came back against you? When, you, when that happens, God is working behind the scenes. See, sometimes you understand God is testing Not just you as a Christian, sometimes God is testing your enemies to to see how are they going to do the anointed of God. How are they going to do the child of God? How are they going to treat you? Because I'm going to tell you, when you have a blood covenant with Jesus and you are covered and you have the Holy Spirit and the devil rises up against you, God is testing to see how other people are going to do you. And when they touch you, when they do you wrong, God has a wrath and a judgment reserved for them. Amen? See how they are repaying us by coming out to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Folks, Jehoshaphat is in the perfect situation. Perfect situation. He had mercy on the enemies, could have destroyed them, didn't, through obedience to God. And now the enemy has grown so large. The person that he had mercy on went and recruit more people to destroy the person he had mercy on. And now Jehoshaphat He's reminding God of everything as if God forgot. You have a right to remind God, not that he ever forgot, but that as you remind God, you're reminding yourself of who you are in Christ. God, you said. In your word, that I am more than a conqueror. God, you said that I am a child of the most high God, that I am a priest of a holy nation. You said I will take upon serpents and no harm will befall me. You said by your stripes I am made whole. You said that I can walk in healing. You said signs and wonders will follow them that believe. God likes when you remind him of his word. He don't need remembrance, but as you remind, you're reminding yourself. And that's what's going down in the temple of the Most High. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord and not distracted by the problem. Folks, be aware that there's a problem. Don't be ignorant. Don't be blind. Don't be dumb. Don't be deaf. Be aware that there is things, that the devil's busy, he's doing his thing. But don't be too aware that you become obsessed that it gets inside of you and it takes your peace away, that it takes your joy away, that it takes your confidence in Christ away, that it takes away your boldness. You have to make sure that you keep your eyes on the Lord because one of the goals of the devil is to cause us to be distracted that's why I take my news in small dosages you see vitamin C is good if you take it in the right dosage but if you take any vitamin uh, too much of it it will have side effects folks information and knowledge and news make sure that you don't take in too much of it because it will have adverse side effects. Amen. I like, to, I like to watch the mainstream news so that I know what the masses of people, where they're coming from. Amen. Because I don't want to just look at them like, man, you guys are weird. You guys are weirdos. You're crazy. I want to know why they're crazy. Amen. I want to know what they've been listening to that makes them so fearful. I don't want to be so spiritual that I'm no heavenly good or no earth, so spiritual, I'm no earthly good, and you know I'm gonna be taken up in the cloud. You know, I want to make sure that I become down to earth and I know what's going on. Amen. But I don't want to be obsessed with it. Amen. There is a balance, and the devil wants people to get out of balance. And he wants them to be distracted on all the negative things that the devil is doing. Did you hear about this shooting? Did you hear about this riot? Did you hear about this uh, new mandatory law where they're taking more freedom away? Did you hear about the protest? Did you hear about the? Did you hear about Jesus? Amen. Did you hear about God's goodness? Did you know that when you die, if you're not covered, you're on your way to hell? Don't be distracted by the problem. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 2 Chronicles 20, 12, 2012, it says, Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Amen? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do? That's okay. You don't need to. You know, when God called me to be a pastor, one of the things that God released me from is he never told me I need to know everything. He never told me I had to have all the answers. He never told me I have to have the whole entire Bible memorized verbatim. No, he told me to study the scriptures to show yourself approved. He also told me to lean not into your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all your ways. Amen? That's what he told me to do. He'll tell you the same thing. You don't have to have all the answers. All you need to know is Jesus, that he's behind the scenes still. God is calling us in these last days to keep our position and stand firm in his word. Amen. God has always preserved a remnant of God. Amen. Amen. He's always preserved a remnant of God that are going to stand in these last days and declare his word. 2 Chronicles 20, 15, it says, And he said, he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, that is what the Lord says to you, do not be afraid or discouraged. Because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen? What a refreshment to know not every battle is yours. God does not need us to pick up weapons of warfare. No, there are some things that God, he doesn't need you to go on the front line. He doesn't need you to solve all the world's problems. The battle's not yours. It's but God's. Don't steal God's battle. Don't try to take it over. Don't try to handle it all on your own. There are some things that are greater than you, bigger than you. You need the Lord to intervene and rescue you. It says, tomorrow march down against them, and they will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jurel, and you will not have to fight this battle. I know Jehoshaphat was like, whew. Like, I know what you did with the donkey with uh, Samson, but I wasn't trying to pick up a jawbone this time. I was hoping that, that you would pick up the jawbone. Sometimes God is going to pick up the jawbone. Amen? You can set that jawbone down. Amen? I know what you were getting ready to turn into Bruce Lee. Amen? But God said, no, I'm going to take care of it this time. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Oh, I know those were the sweetest words. Sweetest words that he could have heard. We are chosen by God to worship him before, during, and after the battles. Amen? worship god before you get into the battle there you might not be in a battle right now worship him when the battle comes don't stop worshiping him when the battle's over keep worshiping him amen this is preparation for when we go into eternity we're going to be worshiping the lord 24 7. The Bible says in Chronicles 20:18 Folks, I want you to look at the order of what's happening here. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground. He did this before he won the battle. Can you, can you see that? He, he put his face on the ground, worshiping God with his whole soul, with all his might. The battle had not been won yet. Do you understand that? The battle, the battle, the battle didn't even start yet. enemy hadn't even come to fruition yet and he already had his face on the ground prostrate worshiping the Lord with his whole heart whole all his might with everything within him at the word of the Lord at the word of the Lord he trusted the word of the lord he counted it as done before the battle even started he knew that god was operating behind the scenes he all the stress all the the worry all the fear all the anxiety The the fact that he was going to lose everything, his his kingdom was going to be taken from him, his family, all his resources, everything, he was going to get wiped out, annihilated. For any of that, he heard the word of the Lord. He trusted the word of the Lord. He acted on the word of the Lord. He got down on his face, and the Bible says, Jehoshaphat, No, he didn't run in fear. He didn't look for... No, he heard the word of the Lord. He didn't even look for confirmation. He didn't look for signs and wonders. He didn't look for any of that. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worship before the Lord. Do you think that same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, do you think the same God of the Bible is looking for us to do likewise, to hear the word of the Lord and to fall down to the ground and worship God with all your might so that you know that he's given you victory before the battle even starts? He knew God was behind the scenes. When we are busy worshiping Jesus He is busy orchestrating our victory Do you see that When we're busy worshiping Jesus he is busy orchestrating our victory 2nd Chronicles 20:21 20, It says after consulting the people Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendor of His holiness. And they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for His love endures forever. As they began to sing praises, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sir, for we're invading Judah and they were defeated. Do you see that? As they were worshiping the Lord, as they were singing praises, God God waited for that. Do you see that? As they were worshiping God, as they appointed worshipers. This is why it is so important as a church That when we come to church, we lift up holy hands. Because you're activating something in the spirit. You're activating something that's taking place that goes beyond the scenes. Behind the scenes, God is moving. Angels are moving. Things are taking place in the spiritual realm. God is setting ambushes for your enemies. Your enemies that want to take you out. Your enemies that want you bound. Your enemies that want you in chains. Your enemies that want you a slave. Your enemies that want to destroy your family. Your enemies that want to destroy your future. God is setting ambushes for them. While you're busy praising God. As they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes. Against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were, let the church say, defeated. Not only does God give us victory over enemies, over our enemies, but makes our enemies bless us. It's one thing to win, to have the victory, to conquer your enemies. That's that's great. That's great. But it's another thing to have God make your enemies bless you. I've had that happen many, many, many times in my life. I've gone to court. Folks, I've I've experienced this. Man, it's so sweet. I I could just, just, I don't even know, melt in joy. It's so sweet. When someone brings you to court to take everything that you have to destroy you, And then you go to court with absolutely no lawyer, no defense, totally helpless, that 100% underdog, and watch God turn it around and have their lawyer turn against them. That's what happened to me in court. I've seen it happen. The person that was trying to destroy me, God used their lawyer I watched them in the hallway of the courtroom. They were arguing against each other. And and, and before that, their lawyer was like, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to take everything that you have. You're going to be messed up with pure hatred. And on the last day of court, the very last day, their lawyer turned against them. And God gave me 100% victory. See, God will take your enemies and make them bless you. I didn't pay a penny. I didn't pay a penny on a lawyer. See, God can defend you. He's working behind the scenes. You don't think God had that all set up ahead of time? God knew it. He was waiting to see how I was going to respond not only does god give us victory over our enemies but makes our enemies bless us it is that's all there's nothing better than that second chronicles twenty twenty three. it says the ammonites and the moabites rose up against the men from mount seir to destroy and annihilate them and after they finished slaughtering the men from seir They helped destroy one another, and the men of Judah come to the place that overlooked the desert and looked toward, looked toward the vast army, and they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. And no one had escaped. And so Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, which means resources. That's like Rolex watches and, I don't even know. They just plunder. That's their uh, spoils, the goods, the money, the resources, probably carrying off gold bricks and food and all types of things that they didn't have. God actually used his enemies to bless Jehoshaphat. He made his enemies bless them. You see, that's what's happening when you're praising the Lord, when you're worshiping the Lord. Amen. The world thinks that we're crazy like we're Lulu. Why are they lifting up holy hands? Why are they worshiping the Lord? Why are they going to church? Why are they praising God? Why are they shouting amen? Why are they shouting hallelujah? You should be crying and complaining. No, God's gonna make his, your enemies bless you. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder. They found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took them three days to collect it. In other words, they cleaned out the enemies, gathered all that they could have, more way more than they needed, took them a whole day. You ever move and you're just taking all the your resources and bring it to one place, but you got so much to move that it takes a second day and a third day? That's how much God blessed Jehoshaphat from his enemies. Not his friends. He couldn't get nothing from his friends. He blessed them from his enemies, those that hated him. He used them to bless him. I'm going to tell you today, in 2021, keep praising God because he's behind the scenes. No one can stop us from praising God when we are delivered by his mighty hand. Amen? And this is, that's my final point here. No one can stop us from praising God when we are delivered from his mighty hand. Folks, this is why when I come up here, God delivered me from drugs, from alcohol, from a life of crime. He delivered me from, so I have to, you can't stop me from praising him. You're no governor, no president, no city council, no one is going to be able to stop me from going to church, lifting up holy hands, preaching the word of God. I don't care. It's not going to happen. It hasn't happened. I have not, I have not stopped. I've not even slowed down. In fact, if anything, I've sped up. And I'm gonna keep on speeding up in the name of Jesus. I can't speak on behalf of what other people are doing, amen, I can't look to the left, to the right. I have to make sure that I'm looking on the Lord, amen. His 2 Chronicles 20, 27 says, Then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully. You see that? They were facing annihilation, but when God operates behind the scenes, they returned joyfully. Joyfully. That's what God has in restore, stored up for his children. That you're going to return joyfully. When I walked out of that court, oh man, I was high stepping. They were trying to take everything from me, destroy me. I walked out of the court like, oh man, I was joyful. I was so happy. I wanted to hug their lawyer. God will bless you so much by the people that hate you that you'll want to kiss them. Thank you for hating me. They returned joyfully to Jerusalem for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice. Has God given you cause to rejoice? Over their enemies, they returned They entered Jerusalem and they went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lures and trumpets. The fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Jerusalem. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was was at peace for God had given him rest on every side. Do you see that out of this episode of the victory from Jehoshaphat, God made all the enemies be afraid not to mess with Jehoshaphat. You see that God will use you as an example so that other people don't mess with you. He'll punish enemies in front of you and and as a warning to other people, don't touch him. Amen? Even in nature, there's there's fire-belly toads. The toads got red on them. That's a warning. Don't mess with them. A skunk with a white stripe. Don't mess with it. It's a warning. You you're gonna get sprayed. Amen. View, Christian Church. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach good news. To the poor, um, there was a he has sent up, me to Lord, Facebook, heal the hearted, and to preach deliverance yes, to the captive. Let no man deceive you and of sight by any, any means, for the day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Used, strong to be a Christian Church.